Thanks for listening to this episode of the Parent Stuff Podcast. My name is Evan Semenko, and I am the host. Every week, I bring you a conversation with a parent or expert that's trying to help you win as a parent. This week, we have a great guest, a repeat guest from last season, Brittany Spivey. Brittany and I went to high school together. She was a student ministry leader for a long time for us, and now she is a mom of three, soon-to-be mom of four, and talks about being pregnant during a pandemic, running a business. She's the owner and founder of Simply Chic Boutique, as well as trying to figure out technology with three elementary age and preschool boys at home, all while being pregnant during the season. And so I'm so thankful that Brittany was willing to come on. It's a great conversation. Hope to encourage you and help to have some of those things that maybe you've thought or wondered about. And thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the Parent Stuff Podcast. Get it wherever you listen to podcasts. And then leave it a five-star review. That just helps other people to find it more easily. It helps it to get up when you search for it. And I would appreciate it a ton. Thanks for being a part. And we hope you enjoy this conversation today. Thanks for tuning in this episode of Parent Stuff Podcast. I'm here with a repeat guest from season one, Brittany Spivey, business owner, mogul, mom, wife, and longtime friend of ours. Brittany, how are you this morning? Good. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. I told you in this, Brian Reed holds the record for the most downloaded Parent Stuff Podcast, but you are close second. He can't beat Brian Reed. Man. I mean... I'm going to say he's got more years of life and more fans and people going back. He does. So. I mean, he has a following. When like, you're in like your 60s, got, yeah. You know, maybe. He did marry <laughs> us, so, you know. Officia- I think he's 50, to be fair to him. In okay. The 50s, but yeah. Yes, he Don't did officiate your wedding. We love Brian Reed, yes. and we love you. We're excited you're on here, and thanks. thanks for coming back to talk. How are you in life right now? We're good. We're expecting our fourth, our fourth little boy. So you said 37 and a half weeks off air? 37 and a half weeks. That's close. Um, and so, you know, we're adjusting, getting everything. It's different when you buy for the fourth that in your final because um, you don't want to, you know, how quickly you go through things and you don't want to spend a lot of money. You're not going to reuse it. Um, so it's different with the fourth. You're just kind of taking it all in. It's an unusual position to be in. Not mm-hmm. many people are there and especially in a pandemic. Right. So let's jump into that. How has being pregnant during a pandemic been? It's a weird time for everybody. It is. Especially if you're pregnant. We, um... You know, I take into account a lot of things like going to football games. You know, some of our girls from the store were on homecoming court this year and, you know, are in the parade. And we've everyone kind of makes what they feel like is safe through the pandemic. Mm. And we've just said for right now, because we need to stay healthy before the baby gets here, um, that we can't do like large, large crowds. And that's been hard because I've missed funerals. I've missed, mm. you know, homecoming games. I've missed you know, big showers, because I'm trying to keep it, you know, a little bit smaller so I can be healthy for the baby. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's always stressful being pregnant. It's Mm -hmm. always stressful trying to figure it out. But Mm -hmm. on top of everything else, making those decisions is just another layer of stress. And let's be real. I mean, really, my German kids are going to be the ones who get me sick. (laughs) I'm going to be so careful, and then my family will get me sick. (laughs) I was extremely healthy my whole life, very thankful, good genes, whatever. The first year Maui started teaching was the most sick I'd ever been in my entire life because she brought home all those kids germs and then it just had to build that immunity up well you know paul we always tease him because he gets like the kid sicknesses like strep throat (laughs) ear aches like ear infections and we're like you're like almost 40 like how do you still get Get tubes in your ears yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna need to get your tonsils out you know but they are little germ carriers they are are. (laughs) and then they wear you down right and so like you're you have no immune system but they're like rocking along oh yeah speaking of wearing down just real time eliza woke up and decided that she was gonna turn her light on and be up at 2 a.m yesterday Mm, so I just took about 30 minutes to get her back down. Yeah, so. party. I'm a little sleepy dragging in this morning. Yeah, um, when they wake me up right now, like during pregnancy, I'm up for the night. Ugh. So I'm like, 
you know, <laughs> I know he'll go right back to sleep, but I won't. Right. Oh, yeah. I remember when Mallory's pregnant, both times, actually, I think second one was worse with acid reflux. Yeah. So she wouldn't go back to sleep, and we'd all be up. We'd all try to spend time together, yes. whether we wanted to or not. Yeah. And then you have to potty, you know. Oh, yeah. All those things. So I went to the doctor yesterday, and Jenny Milligan, my, you know. Shout like, out to Jenny. Shout out to Jenny Milligan, who's my um, Enneagram 8 best buddy. <laughs> She wanted a plan because we are due right before fall break. So she was like, do I need to come with you to the doctor? I need to know what happens if you go 39 weeks or 40 weeks. Like, because she has a fall break trip planned. She wants to be around yeah. for the baby. And the That's doc- a good friend. Dr. Gomez is like, tell Jenny Milligan, we're just going to play a baby. <laughs> your doctor has to talk to your friends. <laughs> right, which is like the best thing to say to a type A. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, what? Cause it a meltdown. So you are into Enneagram. We're both Enneagram yes. fans. How do you feel like you've seen the Enneagram through pregnancy or this season with? So I told you we would get deep today. I like um, it. In 2020, we had three miscarriages and wow. had never experienced a miscarriage before. Um, you know, one, we were eight weeks and that was kind of the first one. And we just thought it was a fluke. The second one, we had a heartbeat um, and we went all the way to el- 11 weeks. And um, that one was probably our hardest and then by the time we had our third one, we were just shocked. And then, you know, by then the doctors, you know, some, something's not right. Let's get see the specialist, that kind of thing. Um, and that was a really hard time for me because I'm a two. Mm-hmm. And so I like to care for people and I, but I'm very uncomfortable for people caring for me. Yes. And my friends would send me um, flowers and meals. And I'm like, it's not my birthday. Be the center of attention, yeah. Yeah, and it was very uncomfortable. So one of my really good friends, I mean, there were, I I have a great, you know, core group. um, And they would just show up. They figured out how to love me through that. And I figured out how to let them love me. Mm. By the end of it, I was like, I won't let you know my, my struggles if you like shower me with gifts because it it's harder for me. Um, and so I remember Eva Deeds, who's one of my closest friends showed up and she said, I have nothing for you. I have no gifts. I have, you know, no words. I just want to be here with you. And yeah. it still makes me emotional talking about it, but, sure. um, and it reminded me when we did that whole thing on the bigger, the tragedy, the more you just show up mm. and shut up. Do you remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Justin just did that. Absolutely. And it, it was, you know, around the time that we were miscarrying. And I was like, gosh, you know, that's so true. And I, we struggled, I struggled with a lot of guilt dur- during it because I already had three healthy babies. Mm. So it was different. Um, I felt guilty for being sad because I was already, already had so much joy and had had so many gifts that other women will never experience that much. Yeah. So how can I feel guilty, you know, for wanting a fourth and, um, but it was, it was a hard time, but it really taught me a lot about my, my two. Sure. Because, you know, they were like, we, you, you would do the same. I was like, absolutely. If you were, if you had a miscarried and lost a, you know, a baby, I would show up with gifts and food. And I've done it a thousand times, but it was very uncomfortable for me. Being the center of attention. Oh, yeah. On a much, much less scale, we just went on a trip. And yesterday, I knew everybody's going to ask, how's the trip? And I don't like being the center of the attention. <laughs> I can talk to other people and ask questions and listen. And so you have to prepare yourself. And people don't understand that. There's different personalities. 
you and me probably both know people that don't mind talking and everything being about them all the time. <laughs> but yeah. it's not so us. Do you almost feel guilty? Oh yeah. That you I, went and rubbing it in and talking. Yes. And then not listening because I want to listen to hear other people and I feel like if I talk too much, then I'm being the one that's yeah. hogging the spotlight or being the center of attention. So Jenny Milligan, you know, who's type eight, she doesn't understand. She's right. like, you're just posting. This is an Enneagram two safe place. It for is. <laughs> it is, Evan. You get me. You get me. Absolutely. But I'm like I feel like I'm bragging and yeah. then I'm making someone else feel less because I had a good time. Exactly right. And Jenny's like, that is absolutely absurd. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares that much about you. But you know? we do. Yeah. We, we do. do. We think about that. We overthink it. Bill Allred has coined the term conversational narcissist yeah. and said there's a lot of conversational narcissists in our society. Most people talk and don't listen. Yeah. And I want to be someone that listens. I know that's who you are too. And right. I think it's hard when it's flips and you have to be the one talking or people do generally want to hear what you have to say. But then it's like, I don't want to talk too much. I don't well, and you me. can walk away from a situation. And I think you and I almost have a timer. Like, yeah. Oh, I've talked too long. I need Absolutely. to be quiet. Um, Some people need that timer. <laughs> yes. But, you know, did it? was it a give and take? And you know when you left a conversation and it was like so easy and it just went back and forth, you know? Right. And then you know when you're like, I don't think I got to say one thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's jump back, though, for that. So you have three healthy kids. You had not struggled with it before. That is a, I mean, that's just so difficult. I cannot imagine what you went through. And thank you for being willing to talk about it, because I think there's a lot of people that do struggle and go through. And I know we've personally had friends that can't get pregnant. Right. So what were those conversations like with you and Paul? As a couple, are you talking about it with the kids? Do they know? What does it look like between the two of you when you decide we're going to try again? Just walk through a little bit of that, if you don't mind, of. You know, we did not tell our, our kids. Yeah. Um, and then with... Because your kids are how old? Remind, eight, tell everybody. Eight, five, and three. Yeah, so too young. Yeah, and so we did not tell our kids. Um, we got... I did tell my girls at the store, I think, on our second, when we were almost at the end of that fir first trimester, which is like, you know, the safe Yeah. Um, and real quick, we've joked about being a business mogul, but you do on Simply Chic Boutique. You have multiple stores. So and I girls work that with work my girls yep. all day long, and, you know, it, it is definitely a family. Um, but it, I got to be an open book, I became very secretive. Mm. And I did not, with this pregnancy, did not announce that we were, you know, anything on any yeah. social media. I really didn't tell anyone. And that's different than what you did the first Oh, times. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, until like third trimester. Hmm. And people are like looking at me. I would have <laughs> girls come to the store that knew my family, and they would call my brother, and they would say, I was... Is Brittany pregnant? They wouldn't ask you. They wouldn't. You know, is Brittany pregnant? And he'd be like, oh, gosh, no, don't ask her. COVID's been really hard on her. And that ain't like, right. Yeah. And so um, somebody was like, it's like a celebrity pregnancy. You didn't want anybody to know. And it wasn't. It was just, you know, I think we found out we were having a sweet boy. And I was so thankful for that boy. And mm. I feel like we worked so hard and we prayed through all of that, that I didn't want to hear the, oh, you're going to try again for a girl? And I'm like. You don't know what I went through with this one. Like, mm. you don't know how happy I am that I'm getting just to experience it all again. So I didn't want anybody to steal my joy. Yeah. And it was just something very private and sweet between our family and then our close friends. And then if someone saw me and they saw that I was pregnant, great. <laughs> but I didn't have to share it. And yeah. that was different for me because I've never done that. As for Paul... Paul is like the sweetest, content little man, little man, big man. And he would have been happy with one kid or two kids, or he was really happy with three. <laughs> but I knew in my heart that we were supposed to have, like, I felt like God wanted us to have one more and just, I wanted to experience one more. And so I would say it was, it was challenging for us because, um, 
there probably were times for Paul, I imagine he was like, let's just, let's move on at that part of our life. Mm. And um, sometimes I had a, I felt like alone in it because I had to almost talk him into it again. Yeah. You know, and, and that sounds like he didn't want that. And it wasn't that at no, all. No, but I understand. Yeah. You know, he, so I, sometimes I felt like I was the one mourning by myself. And um, that was hard. We sure. had to really work through that. And we went to counseling and talked about it and made sure we were making healthy decisions. Because let's be real, I was on a hormonal roller coaster for a year, <laughs> you know, pregnant, unpregnant, pregnant, literally for the whole year of 2020. So um, we wanted to make sure that he wasn't a nine and a two can serve, outserve each other. <laughs> and um, so he wasn't just like dying to what I wanted. And I wasn't just going to die to what he wanted. Like, we had to figure that out and really talk it through. So it was a lot of talks. <laughs> a lot of talks. A lot of words. <laughs> yeah, lots of words. More more than my sweet peacemaker nine wants to have. Pull it out of them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And then on this podcast, we talked about it with multiple people before. We're big fans of counseling. We believe in counseling. Mm -hmm. That's trying to take the stigma away of you're not a bad person. You're not wrong if you go. It's not only for people that are about to get divorced. It is a great thing for anybody. Mallory and I go to counseling. We've talked through stuff. And definitely thank you for sharing that, too, because it just helps to normalize it. People it, are so worried about going. It does. And, you know, we've seen a couple, as you get older, more of your friends and your family's yeah. relationships fall yeah. apart. And, um, you know, I've shared with them, like, go to counseling. Please don't let that be your last-ditch effort at, in counseling. Go early when you see there's a problem. And then keep it in your tool belt. Like, you Absolutely. know, I'm like, if things get hairy, I know – the places I need to go, you know, we need to go to church. We need to go to counseling. We need to go to our friends who will pray for us. I mean, it wasn't long ago we were having growing pains and I just reached out to Mallory and was like, I need, I need prayer. Mm. And she was like, that's big. Cause I know you don't ask, you know, right. But it shouldn't be our last, last ditch effort. Absolutely. You know, like don't let it get that bad before you decide to go. Right. And at the root of things, it's very rarely a marriage problem, right? It's two individual selfish people or two people that are struggling or two people that are nervous or don't know what to do. And so you can go by yourself, go work on yourself while you're good right mm -hmm. now, get that relationship with a counselor. And then when stuff goes bad, you know who to go to. You have trust. You have built that up versus a lot of times people come in crisis, right? right. So everything's falling apart. Now we're going to go, and in three hours, we're going to fix everything in a month. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I mean, a, a lot of times I go by myself, uh, you know, yeah. because there's things I need to work on. And as a woman, it's almost like, you know, coaching life. Like, let's get a game plan together. Let's let's figure out where we, we need to work. And luckily, Paul's always always on board. Like, Let's yeah. go. You know, there, that's rare. Sadly, a uh -huh. lot of men are typically the problem, right? Yeah. That they aren't willing to go and talk and try it. Yeah. Um, he has a lot better boundaries than I do. So he probably <laughs> doesn't have to go as often, but, um, it's, it's been great for us. And I'm so glad that, that we had that relationship and that our counselor knows where we are. Gosh, to think about having to restart. Right. Ooh, we, you Absolutely. know, but yeah. No, that's great. Thanks for talking about that. And I, again, we at Simple Church believe in counseling. We'll mm -hmm. do counseling. If you're interested, you're listening to this podcast, we'll pay for you to go to three counseling sessions with Clint Davis Counseling anytime you make your own appointments. Simple Church covers that. It's a gift we do for you. After that, if you want to continue going, we'll help figure that out. Mm -hmm. But if you're listening to this podcast, you've been waiting for the sign, you've been hoping somebody would say something, this is your sign. Mm -hmm. This is your moment. The pandemic's been hard across the board for everybody. It's affected all of us in different ways, and we think everybody would benefit from going, and we'd love to help you do that. So I put a link in the show notes. I'll put it in here for the podcast. You can email me, and we'll help get you set up doing that. I tell my I tell my girls all the time, it's like spa for the soul. Like, <laughs> you go 
and get your nails done. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Take care. You mean, how often do we sure. take time just to work on ourselves like that? And um, I'm like, you get your nails done because I don't have time. I'm like, you get spray tans, you get your nails done, mm. you get your you eyelashes make time for done, what's important. you get your roots did, you got time. It's just one other appointment. So if you can do all that, you can go to counseling. I like that. Yeah. That's a good word. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's transition. You are a business owner. Let's talk about business in the pandemic. How has it been for you as a business owner, somebody listening, working? It's been, I'm sure, <laughs> a wild journey these last almost two years now. It's coming yeah. up. You know, I mean, just like church or anything else, it's all relationships. Um, I think at Simply Chic, we've really always focused on our teachers and our nurses. Those are just, I mean, a huge chunk of our, our clientele. Yeah. Um, Paul and I are both, you know, Bozier Parish graduates. And so, Go Bikes. right. <laughs> and we um, are really passionate about our education that we got in Bozier Parish. Like we, especially, you know, when my mom died at nine, there are teachers who, without a without a doubt, just took us and pivoted us in the right mm -hmm. direction. And my brother would say the same about his coaches and his teachers. So um, we definitely see that they need more support and love than ever before. And so I say all that. We've always supported nurses and teachers. And anytime someone's asked us, you know, for a door prize or whatever, we wanted to back them. Yeah. During the pandemic, that is who supported us. Mm. I can tell you... So many times when we were literally had moved the store to my home <laughs> and we're like, you know, shipping everything out um, to, you know, help keep the spread from growing. And there were teachers who would order a candle or order a T-shirt or order a dress. And we were on lockdown. Like you could tell that that purchase was intentional to support us. Yeah. And so really it's interesting how you, what you pour into is going to pour into you when you really need it. Um, and so... I, I will forever be grateful. I remember filling those orders. I remember who supported us because it was such an unknown. Yeah. You know, like when were we going to open again? How are we going to make it? It also, um, I heard really loud and clear from God, like, I got you. Like, hmm. how much do you, how much do you really trust me through this? And we were so taken care of. And so by our community, you know, by our church, everybody. And so I really, it's, there's been times where I'm like, if we can make it through literally a lockdown, <laughs> why am I still doubting? Why do right. I still worry? Because we were taken care of and it wouldn't, it wouldn't have mattered if I did more or less, you know, people showed up. Yeah. The birds of the field get fed. Why are you worrying? Right. Somebody, somebody smart said that a long time ago and it's hard. It's not intuitive, but it's true. Because we literally sell clothes that you need occasions to go to. Right, not sweatpants. Right. I mean, we did sell a lot of loungewear. <laughs> okay, that there you go. And candles, you know, like to keep your house smelling well, you know, great. But um, it it taught me a lot. And so I kind of have chilled, I think, you know, we're used to. Paul said, I always ran my business like we were going to go out of business. <laughs> um, I'm like, it's going to be okay. God's going to provide. And, you know, our community, thank thankfully is very supportive. Yeah. No, that's a great takeaway. And I know it's hard and there are businesses that failed and there are people that lost jobs. And right. It was, it was a tough time. It was. And I think credit to you too. You guys were very innovative. You talked about being willing to put it in your home and you guys went and delivered stuff, had the van and would go ship and you adapted to the environment. You guys were willing to change and do something that you hadn't done before. The van was such, it's something we did like a year or two before. And I never, I mean, Paul, I always have these lofty dreams and my husband's like pulling me back. It's a good team. Yes. And uh, I was like, I really think the van and the van was just such 
a blessing during that time. Yeah. Um, and who knew, like, nobody that it that's how it would come. And then right. it got like slaughtered in that hailstorm, you know, that we have. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing, but it protected Rip. my home. That's important. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was interesting. You definitely had a pivot during that time, just like our church. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. And um, change is not always bad. There are things that we do as a business now because of COVID that we will forever do. Right. We will always run your package out to your car. If you don't want to get your kids out or you're, you know, you don't want to worry about germs, we'll run your package to your car. We will put it on your doorstep. You know, we're happy to ship and usually we can get it to you in one or two days. Those are things that we learned through a pandemic that will change forever. Yeah. And I've heard that in the schools too, like with kindergarten graduations, they did it by class and they're like, let's never go back. You know, there are some good things that came out of it. It forces you to change and most people don't like to change, but sometimes it's for the better. Right. I think about the story like that, like the van is for us. We were doing the Simple Church app. So I was the youth pastor in Mm -hmm. 2019. I just really felt passionate that we should do this. Bill Allred and a team of us helped put it together. We launched in December 2019. And then in March 2020, when the world shut yeah. down, we'd already had this built. We already had this great product. Right. There were 1,200 churches waiting in March 2020 on that same platform to build their app. Wow. And it would have been two years before we got to us. And don't you think that's like, that's God? Yeah. And I, we miss those things so many times right. because we're scared or nervous or push it to the side. But you get that small, still voice, you get that idea, yeah. and you got to run with it within reason, right? And right. that's the Pauls and the that's Mallory's the of the world yeah. are very, but it is. Right. They keep you in check and make sure you're not being irresponsible, but you've got to try. You've got to risk things and do something, and you never know what's around the right. corner. And there, like I remember with the store, I mean, I was in pharmaceutical sales, you know, calling on East Texas and decided to open a store because we didn't have anything like that in Bossier, and I would draw it out at night. Mm. It's like God laid it on my heart so strong that I couldn't sleep. Mm. And same with the van and same when we, you know, moved next door and doubled our size. Like there are things that like I could feel God saying, yeah, this is going to be your next step. Absolutely. Um, the thing about it is, is through counseling, <laughs> um, my counselor is a Christian counselor. And one thing she says is the Proverbs 31 woman, she considers a, a field before she buys it. And mm-hmm. she's like, what does that mean? You know? And I'm like, I don't know. She looks like, you know, like, <laughs> not one? a farmer. Yeah. Right. And she's like, consider and she's like, as a two, we are so slow to consider. We're like, yes, I've got Jump you. Jump in. Yes, let me do that. How can I help you? Da da da. Because that's how you know we want to love and people love us for being like that. And absolutely. And so she's like, I want you to see a stop sign, and that's your consider sign, like a Proverbs thirty-one woman. And she's really worked on me through that because as I have three boys and you know soon four boys and Paul, she said every time you tell someone else yes, you're telling them no. Mm. So it's really, I, I do love the brainstorming. I do love these ideas. And some, I do sometimes think it's really is God speaking to my heart and telling me what's next. But sometimes it's not. Yeah. And sometimes it needs to be a no. Um, so it's I, getting quiet and really trying to figure out the difference has been probably my last year's goal. That's a great yeah. goal. And I think yeah. one a lot of people don't <laughs> think about because we're either all in and yes, we do everything or we never do anything, right? Because the opposite right. can be true where right. you never dream, you never risk it. Right. And Justin talked about launching Simple Church that he went and interviewed at a couple other churches and had other opportunities. And you just think about the whole ripple effect of if Justin doesn't take that job, Simple Church doesn't exist. Right. You aren't listening to this podcast. We're not sitting here probably right, right now. And all the things that happen because you trust that voice you seek wise counsel, you ask other people, mm-hmm. but you've got to be willing to risk it sometimes. And I think 
I think more people than not are stuck in the dream phase or what if and right. could do it. And you launched a business. You did it. There's risk and pain and hurt and ups and downs and all those things. But you look back in your life and you know that you did it. Right. And you tried it and you went out for it and, and didn't you're have gonna regret. Have one or the other. You know, the pandemic and the ba- you know, losing the pregnancies yeah. and um, having this baby has really, it, it gives you a, a reason to say, hold up. Let me think, you know, before I agree to that. Change perspective. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, some some of us are more introverted friends, have really taken advantage of love that, you know. <laughs> but um, it's it's given me a chance to go, hold on before I say yes to that. Mm. Because I, I really can't commit my time. I'm about to have a baby. Or I can't, you know, commit going to that because... Right now, I need to stay really healthy, you know, before we go in right. and have the baby. I want, you know, Paul, if Paul got COVID, like, he, sorry, you won't be there for the birth of your child, you know. So. <laughs> That'd be a problem. <laughs> right. We, we need to stay healthy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so let's transition to your boys now. Yeah. You have three boys, all elementary school age. Yeah. What does it look like in your house with technology? So parent stuff, we're trying to help because I think this is the biggest question parents ask. How much screen time? What did we do? How you use this? And it really is unprecedented right. in the history of the world. Our parents didn't have this, right? I had right. a black and white Game Boy that wasn't connected to the internet. But now you have all of these things. There's a lot of bad mm-hmm. out there, but there's also the opportunity to help them to learn to grow. So just in general, your thoughts on technology and your best practices, stuff in your house, what you're doing. So I'm not a researcher, so I surround myself with people who research. Which is smart. Do the work for me. Morgan Grantham is a one and she is just so knowledgeable and has a great relationship with Clint Davis yeah. and had him come to her church and speak on, on that. And he said, we visited um, when he was there and he said, this is the first time, first generation where when our, your child's 15 or whatever, and we say, Hey son, I know what that's like. I've been there too, mm. that it's not true because it's not. That's a big statement. Yes. Yeah, so we cannot put ourselves in our kids' shoes at 15 or whenever all these hormones and then never being able to escape social media. So, you know, he went through all the different things and how it develops the mind. And the biggest thing is, you know, like Parker's eight and he's into Minecraft and we keep <laughs> it on like a creative, like we're not killing things. You can build things. Right. <laughs> um, another thing is, is Paul plays with him. Yeah. So they split the screen and they build houses, you know, he'll build me a, a beautiful pink home on his <laughs> Minecraft. And so Paul staying in the knowledge of it, which Connected. is yeah. totally easy for him because super nerds out, you know, <laughs> I'm like no interest. Um, we do like Mario world or Mario builder, which Paul and I loved yeah. um, because we can play with him and, you know, we're like, wait, let me beat that level, you know? Right. Um, but uh, with Brooks, who's five and has a little bit of sensory stuff and a little speech delay and he's starting kindergarten we were like, let's take it all away because maybe that's hurting his performance in class. Yeah. Um, now we use it as a motivation. If you get all your dots or all your smiley faces that day or whatever, you can have a little bit of screen time and, you know, we'll monitor that. And we have all the, Paul has all the things on there to protect or whatever. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of like the Starfall educational ones because they're going to be on, we just try to keep where it's not online. Right. And it's more educational based and um, kid focused. So as for all of it, I really, I employ teenage girls. I just really plan for them to come to my house and teach me things. That's a great plan though. (laughs) Yeah. And that is an investment in another generation ahead of your kids that are giving back to now help you. Matt and Jamie East are really good friends of ours and um, their kids are 
so wonderful with our kids and they're just a little bit older. And I'm like, um, Christian and Colt, Tristan and Colt, do y'all want to come over and just, um, like put all the blocks on this iPad for me? Cause I have no idea. So that's been, you know, good. Yeah. Cause they're one step ahead of my boys and like five steps ahead of me, you know? Sure. Oh yeah. yeah. And again, you've always been great. You were a student ministry leader for us for a long time, being involved in teenagers. And that is another benefit where there's multi-generational there in helping. So for us, think about our babysitters were kids that were in middle school ministry. Yeah. So the investment in those kids 10 years ago now are paying off to where we have that relationship. We know people and that's the way it should work, right? right. Somebody invested in you and me. Right. We were able to help and you just keep trickling. Versus, right. we just want to take. Most right. of the time, I think as parents, we selfish is a strong word, but yeah. we turn our focus to our own kids. Right, and it's easy to get in that, and it's important. But at the same time, there are other kids that need another loving adult in their life. Right, and even if you're not a student ministry leader right now per se, you're leading teenagers that work for you. Right, and investing in them. Well, and you know Lisa McDaniel, who I worked with at Fairway, yeah, um, when I was in high school and college. You know, and I always am thinking, like, what did Lisa and Donnie say to us? Mm. And what are the things they poured into us? And it's weird to think that I'm like the Lisa in my store. Uh, this doesn't seem right. Yeah, right. right? We're not like, old enough to be there. <laughs> like, we're just kids. But, you know, people say to me all the time, oh, you don't have any little girls to dress. And I'm like, yes, I do. Kara, Landry, Maddie. Like, you know, like, look dozens. around at the girls in the store. And I'm like, and they are so much easier to dress than, like, my three-year-old, <laughs> you know. But I do – I they are a part of our family and yeah. they babysit our boys and I know about their boy drama and I know, and I can speak some truths into them that were, you know, someone spoke into my life. Yeah. Um, and so it is, it's sweet. And my boys are growing up, you know, these girls, they're like star watching them. And so it's, it's, it's really, it's cool. It's like the circle of life that, yeah. to think that we're like the all reds and McDaniels. Those are some huge shoes to fill. Like <laughs> the Brian Reeds. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but you know, like Kylie and Kara Hodges, I mean, Kylie was fifth grade going to sixth grade when we started mm -hmm. and now she's married and lives in Nashville. <laughs> that and, makes us old, Brittany. <laughs> yeah. And Kara is like starting nursing school and working at the store part time. So, and she was like first grade when we met her. And so it's just, it's, it's crazy. it's crazy how quick it goes, but you know, I pray my boys have people pouring into them like mm. we did. And that's what we really want as parents. Right. The problem is it's that middle step of getting there. <laughs> so it's the middle step of, we can not say anybody in particular, but in general, there are probably girls that have let you down. You've been disappointed. There are times they're going to not work out. There's times you've got to add hard conversations. It's not always rose colored glasses, no. but it is worth it because the investment in them is now an investment in your kids. Right. Yeah, it is. Now they, they call me Miss Brittany. And yes, ma'am, like we're there. And, you know, I'm 36 and probably our youngest girls are like 16, 18. And I'm like, I could be their mom, a young mom. But? But I could be. Yeah. And that is strange because I don't feel that old. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've had, I think, at least four or five students now that I know have gotten pregnant that were in middle school ministry. We did a great job. <laughs> we did. <laughs> some are married, some aren't. But there, it is just insane to think it's that Phase of life. We can't be that old, Brittany. I don't feel that I old. I know. I know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. And then I'm still having kids. You know, I always say 36 hits different pregnant <laughs> than it did at 28 or whatever. Bet. You know. Oh, yeah. A little yeah. harder. There you go. Well, let's end on this. This is a question we like to ask every parent. What is the best piece of parenting advice you ever got? Or just what's one good one right now that you would tell a parent listening? Thank you so much for being open and honest and talking about this. I know there's people that have struggled through this. I hope they hear it and are encouraged and know they're not alone. But what's just one parenting nugget you can drop here and then we'll let you get back to your day? I just posted this the other day because my mom's 60th, 60th birthday would have been September 6th. Mm -hmm. 
And it's Maya Angelou who says, you know, that you don't always remember what someone says, but you remember how they made you feel. Mm. And with my kids, you know, they're, they lock me out all the time. You know, <laughs> they don't even hear the words out of my mouth. But I hope they feel the love yeah. and that, you know, how how I feel about them and that they just hung my moon, you know. Yeah. So, um, and if we do that, I mean, the world's going to tear us all down. But if we lift them up, then hopefully, you know, they'll... They'll stay out of jail. That was worth the price of admission right now. <laughs> right there. I'm like, lofty that's, goals. That's a low bar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. That's so. awesome. Brittany, thank you so much Thanks, for coming Evan. on. Thanks for having this conversation. We hope it helps you. If you are interested in counseling, please check that link. Click there and we'll get you help. We'd love to get you to do that. And then I might put some Enneagram stuff in there too. Yes. We're big fans of that. I love the Enneagram. Thanks, Brittany. All right. Thanks for listening to that conversation with Brittany, and I truly do appreciate her being vulnerable and opening up and talking about some of the struggles and what she's gone through. If you would like to get into counseling, we put the link in the show note. We partner with Clint Davis Counseling and can help refer you for three visits that we will pay for and do believe that almost every person will benefit from going to see a professional Christian counselor. Also appreciate Brittany being able to talk about what's going on in her life and Paul, her husband, letting her come and talk. And we just thank you for listening and downloading this episode. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode as they come out each week.